This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Each week we've been learning a different principle. And today, this is the principle that I want you to learn. And this is actually a principle that people have a trouble believing. And let me explain that to you. It says, we must come to believe that apart from Him, we can accomplish nothing. This is so important. We must come to believe that apart from Him, that we can accomplish nothing. And you're going, well, I've, and I've done things outside of God's will. I've, I, there's things that I've accomplished outside of God's will. So how then does that verse become truth in my life? Well, here's one thing I want you to understand, that we are designed to be dependent on the grace and power of God. Let me say that again. We are designed to become dependent on the grace and the power of God. Most of us are dependent on the grace of God. Because we're constantly in need of grace. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I need to be forgiven. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. I need you to forgive me. And as we come to that place where we feel like we need Jesus to forgive us over and over and over again, we never really step into the power of God. Let me say that again. The power of God. But here's the problem. You see, you need the power of God to give you the strength to not need as much of the grace of God. The grace of God connects you to the power of God, but the power of God gives you the ability not to live the way you used to live. Now, when I say that you have to begin to believe that apart from him, you can do nothing, that really is quoting John 15 and 5. And John 15 and 5 says this, says, yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will, will do what? Produce much what? Fruit. That's important to understanding the context to the next statement. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Now you're going, but pastor, there's a lot of things I've done without God in my life. And I could take this verse and I could spin it like this and say, but you didn't do anything worthwhile without God. But some things in your life have been worthwhile without God. There are children that maybe were born before you came to know Christ, that they're worth the kingdom of heaven giving the blessed son of God. So what is that meaning then? What's the purpose and the reality of that verse? And that verse is this, that without Jesus... I can't really produce fruit. There's the key word. I can't produce spiritual things. Without the presence of Jesus, I can't produce spiritual things. Now, there's a better translation of John, go back to it just a minute, of John 15 and 5. There's a better translation from the Passion Translation of the last sentence. So it says, for apart from me, you can do nothing. But the last sentence in the Passion Translation is this. Without me, you are powerless. Say that again. 
Without me, you are powerless. You are powerless to change your life. You are powerless to find victory. You are powerless to overcome the things that have been, have been hunting you in the dark hours of the night. You are powerless. And I don't know why, but every service has had its own stories. But I'll, I'll never forget, I, I was in um, Haiti and, and I was in Port-au-Prince and, and I gathered in Port-au-Prince and during the Christmas season in Port-au-Prince, they have a thing uh, that will happen called a rah-rah. And a rah-rah is a drunken party, and this drunken party usually involves something that you shouldn't have with the word drunken and party, and it's a third part called weapons. There's a drunken party with machetes. And they start these rah-rahs, and when two rah-rahs meet in the street, watch this now, when two rah-rahs meet in the street, they will kill each other. It's like a gang. They will attack each other. So I'm in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. I'm, I'm praying in the middle of the night. I'm awakened by the sound of a rah-rah that has surrounded the house that I'm in. Can you imagine that? They're beating on the walls, and what you're supposed to do is bring them enough alcohol so they can continue their drunken party as an offering, and they'll move on. Well, I'm in this environment where we're not going to take them any alcohol out, so they stay. Can I just tell you what happened in that room? I, if I have ever experienced uh, an evil presence, it was in that evening, uh, a spirit of darkness moved into that room. And when that spirit of darkness moved into that room, this is what I heard. We're going to kill the people in the main house, and then we're going to kill you. And right there in the middle of that room, I felt that oppressive power of darkness. I felt that enemy of my, of my soul come creeping against me. And all of a sudden, somewhere down inside of me, I felt a stirring of the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit. And let me just tell you, all of a sudden, I, I, I felt something rise up within me. And I, I, I just began to speak the name of Jesus Christ, quote the word of God. I rebuked the enemy and said, the enemy must flee by the authority of Jesus Christ. And there was a power that rose up inside of me and this is what I did. I said, devil, it's just you and rolled over and went sound asleep right in the middle of a rah-rah. Why? Because there was something I could not produce. I could not produce that kind of peace in the middle of my storm in my own ability. But when the Holy Spirit, my goodness, I feel it today. When the Holy Spirit of God rose up inside of me, it produced a peace that I could not produce on my own. Why? Because that's what God's saying to you. You are powerless to change your circumstances. You can't stop the winds. You can't stop the waves. But there's a power from on high that wants to fill you, that will produce peace in the middle of the darkness, that will produce hope in the middle of your weariness, that will produce joy when you don't know how to go forward, that will give you power to overcome every bondage of the... Does anybody understand what I'm talking about this morning? Why? Because I'm preaching about the power that I feel inside of me now that will change your life. Somebody's like, he's, who threw a match on his fire this morning? The Holy Ghost. Didn't I preach last Sunday about the Holy Spirit and? How many remember how to say it? Fire. Second <laughs> Corinthians chapter 3. Listen to this. It is not that we think we have enough or we're qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes from God. God wants to equip you 
to overcome. But you're never going to do that in the power of your own spirit. Now here's the thing. If you're going to produce spiritual fruit, there's something you're going to need. To produce spiritual fruit, which is your assignment. Jesus said that if you were in him, you would produce much fruit. And a tree that produces not fruit is cut down and cast into the fire. So I didn't know where to look when I was preaching about sin, so I'm just going to look like this. Just kidding. Listen to me. We all struggle with fruitless seasons. We all go through seasons that what's happening is the fruit bearing is robbed because we were hit with a storm while we were still in bloom. We thought we were about to head into a breakthrough, but instead a storm came and knocked us down. But there's a Holy Spirit of the living. My good, I feel this this morning. Somebody go, Pastor Don, are you not afraid to talk about the Holy Spirit? Aren't you afraid it's going to scare people away? No, I'm afraid that without the Holy Spirit, they're not going to be able to walk the walk and talk the talk that's necessary to be ready for Jesus Christ to come. And we must have the Holy Spirit in our lives. This is so important. But you see, we're on a spiritual assignment to bear spiritual fruit, so we need a spiritual equipment. So God gives us spiritual equipment for our spiritual assignment. What you can accomplish through the Holy Spirit. You're going, but Pastor Don, what do you mean by that? I mean, the, one of the equip, pieces of the equipment the Holy Spirit wants to give you, my goodness, is he wants to give you the gift of faith. I'm not just talking about a little bit of faith. I'm talking about the gift of faith that you can believe for things when others can't. That you can, my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost. That you can see somebody needs this. Can I just preach for just a minute? Don't give up on your family. We don't understand why you're still believing because I've got a gift of faith by the Holy Spirit inside of me. But, 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 but they'll never be healed. No, you don't understand. I've got a faith inside of me that's not natural, that's producing fruit, that's trusting God. But, but, but they'll never be set free. They're always going to be this. They're always going to be that. No, 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 no. Or the devil even tells you, you're always going to be messed up. If somebody needs to hear what I'm about to say. The devil has told you your spouse will never have the breakthrough that you've been crying out for. But you listen to me today. The Holy Spirit of the living God wants to give you a gift of faith that gets you praying until God starts moving in your home. But Pastor Don, that would take a miracle. <laughs> That's okay, because there's another gift of the Spirit called the working of miracles. Come on now. The working of miracles. God can do what you can't do on your own. He's good. He's supernatural. He works miracles in ways that you will never imagine. I told a Bible class the other night about one of the miracles I find most fascinating in history. Uh, the great uh, missionary evangelist in China who had such a huge orphanage and they would run out of food and, and, and he would have the children always by the gift of faith, he would have them come to the table and sit with their plates and their, and, and, and their utensils or whatever they, you know, uh, I guess, uh, uh, brought chopsticks there in China. They were sitting there with their chopsticks and, and they're all ready. And as they're sitting there ready to eat, there's no food. There's nothing to eat. And he said, bow your heads and pray. And they began to pray. And you imagine this, those little kids would begin to pray. 
the missionary brought them to the table to pray. They're praying, believing for food. They're acting in the gift of faith, needing a miracle because the gift of faith is a little hard to chew on. Well, somebody needs to get that. All of a sudden, on the road outside, how many of you know that no matter how hard you try, sometimes God just has your number that day? They're driving down the road, riding their little carts by the road, and all of a sudden, the butcher goes by. Just as he gets in front of the orphanage, the wheels fall off his wagon. Well, this meat's going to ruin. Who needs it? Oh, let's give it to the orphanage. They said that in that community, listen to me now, that in that community, the butchers and the dairymen stopped driving that road because they were tired of the wheels falling off of their wagons. Let me just tell you something. It's time for the devil to stop knocking on your door because he's tired of his plans getting the wheels. My goodness, I wish somebody would get excited about what God can do. Amen. You see, we receive from Christ fullness, Scripture tells us. He's the one that qualifies us. We receive it. God didn't give you a one-time dose and expect you to run the whole distance. We get it minute by minute. Minute by minute, we receive from Christ fullness. Listen to Colossians 2.10. It says, so you are also complete through your union with Christ who is the head over every ruler and authority. I want you to read this. I didn't say this in any other service, but we are complete in Christ, being united with Christ, who is in control of everything. But Pastor Don, I can't bear fruit because you don't know what's got me bound, but you don't understand that bondage is under his authority. And you go, but there's, there's some things I just can't. I just, I just don't believe that God can set us free from. I just don't believe that God can. Let me just tell you something. First off, you say you've got to want to be free. I know a God who can hound you till you want to be free. I've had people come running in to say to me, I got to find Jesus. My mama's praying for me. My grandmama's praying for me. Why? Because somebody got a hold of the throne of heaven. I just felt like somebody like, Pastor, would you just teach? Can I just go ahead and tell you, if you brought your family today and you're going, he doesn't normally act this weird. I've sat out there and said the same thing. But what your family does not need is a church service. What they need is the power of God. Now listen to me. It's important you understand a simple truth. I've been trying to get us here. We are not generators, but we are conductors of his power. We are not generators, but we are conductors of his power. Ephesians 1.23 says this, The church is his body and it is made full and complete by Christ, watch this, who fills all things everywhere within himself. And this is important. There's some verses that you have that are, that are powerful. A lot of you love Jeremiah 29, 11. God knows, you know, knows the plans he has for you and how he plans to give you hope and a future and bless you and for you not to be cursed. And you love those verses. We all love John 3, 16. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. There's some verses that minister to me deeper than others. I quoted one last week where he said, God spoke once, I heard it twice. But here's another one right here. King James says it this way. He fills all in all. 
This verse, there's another verse that says deep calls to deep. The depth of that passage calls to the depth of who I am. Because what that's saying is that if there's a void, that God is the one who wants to fill it. Now, wait, wait just a second. We're pushing toward what? Pentecost. If there's a void, God wants to fill it. Oh, Pastor Don, could you give me some, 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 some scriptural context for that? Perfectly. No, no problem. The Bible says that in the beginning, the earth was without form. It was a void and was without form and it was a void. And so what happened? The Holy Spirit hovered over the waters. Why? Because God is a creator and not a maintainer. Let me just say that again. He's a creator and not a maintainer. God's not looking for people that he can throw enough uh, uh, coats of paint on so that maybe they'll just survive the weather. God's not looking for people that he can just clean you up and make you look better until finally you can actually repair that and get it fixed. God's looking, listen to me, God's looking for people who are hungry to have the void of their soul filled by the power of his presence. So when the earth was without form and void, the creator showed up and said, I'm not going to maintain the void. See, some of you are just wanting God to help you deal with where you are. And God says, I didn't come into this world to help you deal with where you are. I came into this world to seek that which was lost and to make you whole. And my goodness, I feel the Holy Ghost and to make you strong and to fix what is... I'm trying to behave. But to fix what was broken. And this is the beauty of this passage. That when you have a void, the Creator wants to fill it. If you put some paint, like like acrylic paints and a brush and a, a, a... a canvas in a room and you put me in the room, there's not going to be a picture painted upon the canvas. I might grab a pen and write a story on the canvas. That's the way my mind works. But that's not the way that a painter's mind works, an artist's mind works. They begin to create a, my goodness, they begin to create a masterpiece. And as they begin to create their work of art, as they begin to create, it begins to come out of them because the paint, what, it's almost like somebody that believes in winning souls because we have water. What prevents them from being baptized? Come on now. We have a canvas. We have paint. And I obviously have time. I'm locked in the room. Let's do something with it. Can I tell you something? When we walk into this place and we create a void. Now watch this. When I throw up my hands and I'm weary and I'm worried, there's... Come here, Pastor Kevin. Come here. Fast, 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 fast. You're young. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Oh, don't run like you're old. You've not been here that long. Come on. All right. Turn around. Lift your hands up. All right. Now watch this. Kevin's here, but this is a void. Kevin's here. This is a Boy, some of you ready for see him fall out in the Holy Ghost? Look here, watch this now. But uh, Kevin is creating an empty space. 
God is looking by, looking for people who will create empty spaces so that the creator can enter the void and fill the void. That's why when you begin to feel God and people are like, I don't understand why you people lifting your hands. The reason my hands go up because I'm creating a vessel. I'm creating a void. I'm creating an atmosphere that he can fall into and fill. Pastor Don, that doesn't make sense. Bill Johnson said it this way. He said on the day of Pentecost, it was literally like a void on the earth caused a suction of the presence of the wind of the Holy Spirit to be brought down to earth. Why? Because they were hungry for the promise of God. The problem with the church is the church is too full of itself. We enjoy our songs. We enjoy our sermons. We enjoy our lives. What we need is a move of the power and the presence of the living God. Amen. Thank you. Because we have become, ready for this, generators. A generator is something that, that generates something. Generates its own power source. I just got to get to church so I can give me a little church. Can I tell you the problem with getting a little church? Is that church is not there in the darkness of your despair. My whole life has been in church. I don't even, people come up to me and go, you don't even know what the real world's like. I'm like, I live in the same world you live in. And then I visit your jobs. And my heart has great compassion for you. But you listen to me. I feel like Samuel of old. I got angry at God one time. Because I wanted to be like Samuel my whole life. I never wanted to do anything but serve God. And God made me go take a job to where I had to learn to manage staff. As if God would ever give us a ministry that had a large staff. He was preparing me. Even when I wasn't happy, He was preparing me. Watch this. The problem, the reason I said all that right here is this. A little church wasn't there the day my daughter was dying in our home. A little church wasn't there when I have had to look at some of you at the darkest days of your, of your life. And the church was trying to be there, but they couldn't break through the darkness. You see, we can't create enough power to light every dark situation but you're still standing because he used the church to support you while you made connection to the power of the Holy Ghost of the living God who does not, cannot be stopped. Oh, but you don't understand. My darkness is too deep for God to walk into. Don't you understand that Jesus looked in the greatest darkness of all? He looked at death and he walked right through its door and he let him close it behind him and you're like, he just laid there waiting. He just, no, no, the Bible said he that ascended also descended. That means that while his body was in the tomb, the king of glory walked to the gates of hell and he looked hell right in the eye and he said, give me the keys. No longer shall you ravage this earth. I will deliver. I will set free and I will be in control. 
But Pastor Don, you just don't understand how dark. No, you don't understand. What's he got the keys to death, hell, and the grave? What did he do three days later? What started in a garden, finished in a garden. All of a sudden, in that place, there was a tomb in that garden, the Bible says, that the walls began to shake, and the stone literally flew away from that door. It says rolled away, but if you'll translate it, it's like it picked it up and threw it away from the door. And he walked out in power and authority. Why? Because this same Holy Ghost that raised Christ from the dead is reaching down into your darkness to pull you through and to pull you out by the victory of Christ. Come on, give God a praise. That's then we're going to have to start recording all three services. So I can't preach the same thing in any of them anymore. That's what happens when the Holy Ghost shows up. Listen to me. A conductor is what is necessary instead of a generator. A conductor is something that has the capacity to move energy through itself. Watch, watch this. John the Baptist said it this way. He said, he must increase that I may decrease. Help me with him. He must that I may decrease. All right. Now, what makes a good conductor? Well, do you know what the, the best conductors are of energy? The best conductors of energy. You know what they are? Does anybody know? You can shout it out at me. Copper. Copper's number two. You are the first one. You are so smart. And all the services to get the number one conductor, silver. Number one conductor of all. Silver, copper. Third is gold, then comes aluminum, and then finally zinc. Top five conductors. Do you have any clue what makes them good conductors of power? Are you ready for this? What makes them good conductors of power is that a conductor is bound so loosely in its compound substance that it gladly lets go of its natural bond. It lets go of its natural bond so that the force can enter into the atom because the electrons are so loosely bound to the atom that it, that, that the force enters into the atom at such a rate that 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 what happens is instead of holding on going, no, you're not going to change me, you're not going to change me, you're not going to change me, all of a sudden it lets go. Am I making sense? It lets go. A good conductor always lets go. And this is so important because the energy can flow through it because it doesn't try to keep its same shape. It doesn't try to say, that's just who I am. You don't understand. I'm silver. I've got to stay silver. Can I tell you something? God's looking for people who will create a void for the Holy Spirit to fill by letting go of all the things that have held you bound that you couldn't let go of to take away. Listen, some of you are going, Pastor Don, I just want to be blessed. But some people get blessed and it becomes a bondage to them. They hold on to and watch it becomes an idol to them. You're not blessed to make it an idol. You're blessed to be a blessing. Let me say that again. You're blessed to be a what? 
a blessing. Watch this now. Stand with me. Stand with me. I'm, I'm trying to finish this, but this is so important. All of a sudden in your life, the devil shows up and he begins to wound who you are and you grab hold of your pain and your pain becomes your identity and you're wondering why you can't feel the Holy Spirit anymore in your life. It's because you're holding on to something far too tight. God's looking for somebody who will let it go. Let it go. Let your anger go. Let your anxiety go. Let your fear go. Say, God, I don't care how long it's to find who I am. I want to create a void that you can fill. And I want to bring heaven to earth so that I can know more of you, Jesus. Amen. Wow. Well, you mess up my sermon. But I think he just gave us his message. If we think that War Hill or any other church is the answer, we're in trouble. We can only generate so much energy. Jesus is the answer. And what will make you like Jesus is not you trying to do it on your own. You are powerless to produce that fruit without the power of the Holy Spirit. For once He has come upon you, you shall be endued with power. Let me say that again. You shall be endued with power. Some of you are wondering why you're not full of the power. It's because there's some stuff you know you need to let go. I'm going to deal with them for a minute. Then I'll get back to y'all. Let it go. Looking right into that camera, and I want you to understand that wherever you are, I don't know who this is, but who, whatever has you bound by fear where you can't even leave your home, and you're thankful that a church is coming into your home, but right now, there's a power and there's a victory that can come by the Holy Spirit that'll give you your life back. It'll give you your life back. You listen to me. You can't fix your children's situations. You can't fix your problems. You can't fix the struggles of this world. But Jesus can. Let me say it again. Jesus can. He can heal you. He can deliver you. He can help you. What you need is a move of the Holy Spirit in your life. And I want every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment. Those of you who are listening on the radio, driving down the road, I want you to begin to just contemplate in your heart. Well, God is speaking to you yet even now. God is here. His presence is here. Now, I'm going to go ahead and warn you, this altar service is going to be different than normal today. Normally, it's here we are and then we're gone. But I'm going to ask you to do something that will bear fruit this morning. If you're here today and you say to me, Pastor, there's something in my life that I know I need to let go so that I can be filled with the Holy Spirit afresh and anew. I want to see your hand right where you are. I want to see your hand right where you are. Hands literally all over this place. Hold them up high. Hold them up high. Hold them up high. Let it go. Let it go. By the authority of Jesus Christ. All right, put those down. Without hesitation, I warned you it would be different today. I'm going to invite you to bring whatever it is you need to let go to the altar to lay it down. I want you to begin to come from where you are right now 
in this room. Some of you say, Pastor, you don't, you don't normally ask us. Yes, I'm asking you today. Whatever it is that you need to let go, bring it to this altar and lay it down. Find yourself a place to pray in this altar. I, my goodness, my goodness, I already feel a loosening, a loosening in this house. There, there's, there's some stuff coming off of some people right now by the authority of Jesus Christ. Let me, as quickly as they're coming, I want prayer workers and, and leaders to begin to intercede right now by the authority of Jesus Christ. I've got a number of ladies over here that already need prayer workers and people to begin to intercede for them. But listen, right now, this is your moment. This is your time to lay it down. Find yourself a place to kneel. Somebody's there not going to bother. They're just going to lay their hands on your, your shoulder. They're going to lay their hands on you and they're just going to begin to pray right now that the, you will have an encounter where the thing that's been haunting you, the thing that's been chasing you, the thing that's been after you, it's going to go. It's going to go. It's going to go. I need prayer workers. I need prayer. You don't have to carry it out of this place. You don't have to carry it out of this place. There's a, how dare we preach the power of the Holy Spirit and not give you the chance to encounter him right now by the power and the victory of Christ. God, I declare, I declare the breaking off of him, the breaking off of him right now by the authority of Jesus Christ. Oh, Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Spirit of the living God, as he says, I let it go. I let it go. All that bitterness, all those things that may be in his heart that, that shouldn't be there, Lord, all those things that have been roadblocks along his journey, God, right now as he lets them go. My goodness, Holy Ghost. There you are, Jesus. There you are, Jesus. Lord, you see what they carry. You see what they carry. You, my goodness, you see the anointing of God right now that looses them. That the Spirit of the living God looses them. Looses them. By the authority of Christ. By the authority of Christ. Jesus. Holy Ghost. He would have come here to meet with just you if necessary. He would have come here to meet with just you if necessary. There's a breaking going on. There's a breaking going on right now by the authority of Christ. Let it go. Lay it down. Leave it there. Leave it there. Take your burdens to the cross and leave it there. Jesus. Now. By the authority of Christ. By the authority of Christ. Jesus. Jesus, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. I just feel like the Lord Himself has been chasing this one, chasing them by the authority of Christ right now, Holy Ghost. I just feel like literally it's like the size of a giant concrete uh, uh, form that's been just keeping her literally saying, making her say, I can't breathe. I can't catch my breath. Lord, right now it comes off of her by the authority of Jesus Christ. And now fill her. Fill her with the power of God. Fill her with the power that produces good fruit and righteousness. Jesus.
That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now. Thank you.